Revelation chapter 6 The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse Verse 1 Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. It is the Lamb opening the seals, not the lion. It is the Lamb who was sacrificed for our sins and is worthy to open the seals but it will be the lion that comes back in judgment. Thunder and or lightning in scripture always represents some kind of judgment or power of Almighty God. One of the four beasts summons John to come and take a look at what is about to happen on the earth. Verse 2a And I looked and behold a white horse and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him. The white horse is a symbol of a conqueror. In Old Testament times, to the Jews and to the Asian nations, a horse was a symbol of conquest, battles, war, and victory. Job 39 verses 19 through 25 says, Have you given the horse strength? Have you clothed his neck with thunder? This is God questioning Job. Can you frighten him like a locust? His majestic snorting strikes terror. He paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He gallops into the clash of arms. He mocks at fear and is not frightened, nor does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him, the glittering spear and javelin. He devours the distance with fierceness and rage, nor does he stand firm because the trumpet has sounded. At the blast of the trumpet, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, the thunder of captains and shouting. The rider on the white horse has a bow, but no arrows, symbolizing the Antichrist that comes in and conquers the world with a false peace. He will be eloquent in speech and have a brilliant mind, especially in politics, war, and in understanding today's troubles. He will come up with what seems to be the perfect plan to solve all the problems of the world. Even the Israelis and the Arab nations will be fooled by him and sign a seven-year peace treaty. The European common community will promise to protect Israel from any attacks. This will fulfill the scriptures, Daniel 9.27, where it says, He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven-year period. In the middle of the seven years, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, or on a pinnacle of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. Yes, you see, Satan knows once he's once the Great Tribulation starts and he's cast down to this earth permanently for now, he will know that he has a limited time. He will know exactly how long it is. The rise of the Antichrist among the ten kings of the revived Roman Empire will be accomplished using satanic powers as will be explained later on. 
Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12 says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The rider on the white horse is given a crown, but Scripture does not say who gives him the crown. Here, the crown in Greek is the Stephanos, the victor's crown. Anybody who was victorious in war could receive this crown. But the crown that Christ will wear is the diadem. It's the kingly crown. Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords, including over Satan. Verse 2b, And he went out conquering and to conquer. The Antichrist will try to imitate Christ as the Messiah. Matthew 24, 4 and 5, Jesus says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. John 5, verse 43 says, Jesus said, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. But another will come in his own name, him you will receive. The Antichrist will conquer the world, not with bloodshed and war, but through a false peace and a false religion that will sound pleasing and acceptable to everyone. But anyone who does not accept him, which there will be many, because by now, as we said, chapter 4, the church is taken out. The church is no longer on this earth. So a lot of people, once they see that the church is gone, will realize that we, the Christians, were right all along, and they will turn to Christ. But the problem is they will have to sacrifice their blood now uh, for redemption. So many, including many nations, will, will not be deceived by the Antichrist, and there will be much bloodshed. Uh, millions, maybe even billions, uh, will be slaughtered by the Antichrist before he can establish his false peace. But anyone who accepts him and accepts his mark in uh, the 666 uh, will have a temporary false peace. Revelation 6, verse 3 and 4. When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. The red-colored horse symbolizes blood, which means war and conflict. As in Revelation 6, 1 and 2, it is Christ who gives the power to the riders of the horses. All scripture will and must be fulfilled according to God's plan. 
This is Christ's book to open and to pour out the wrath of God upon the unbelieving, Christ-rejecting world. It makes no sense that Satan would be causing these wars to break out because he is in the process of trying to bring the world together through a false peace. Some nations will realize, as I stated a little bit ago, a little late, what the Antichrist is trying to do and will revolt, causing a major world war to break out. Any attempt to overthrow the Antichrist will fail at this point in time. It is evident as the next two seals are open that this will be a very bloody and devastating war. In a little more than 5,500 years of recorded history, there have been approximately 15,000 wars. That is approximately three per year since man began to keep count. Since World War II, there have been more than 80 conflicts. In one generation, the world was twice involved in a world war. World War I involved 27 nations and cost the lives of 10 million soldiers with 20 million wounded. It was supposed to be the war to end all wars. It wasn't. Within 20 years, the world found itself in World War II. This war left 32 million dead on the battlefield and between 15 to 20 million civilians dead by bombing raids on cities. 25 million people were murdered in concentration camps and 30 million people wounded. In comparison, in the second Gulf War, the approximately 2,000 Americans that have been killed and approximately 11,000 total of all the forces involved that have been wounded as of the beginning of 2006 is not as devastating as the previous wars, but painful and heart-wrenching nonetheless. Verse 4c, and that people should kill one another. We see it happening every day with drive-by shootings, gang killings, drug deals gone bad, personal fights, random senseless murders, and families being torn apart and turning on each other. Micah 7, 5 through 7 says, do not trust a neighbor, put no confidence in a friend. Even with her who lies in your embrace, meaning a wife, be careful of your words. For a son dishonors his father. A daughter rises up against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. And Matthew 10, 34 through 36 says, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. That was the Lord speaking. Verse 4c. And there was given to him a great sword. There are two different words for sword used in the Bible. The sword of a soldier who goes marching into war is a romphea, which means a long sword or saber. In the above verse, though, the word is makaira, which is a short, jagged dagger that usually was hidden under the coat 
and was known as the assassin's weapon. It was wisely used to slit the throat of an animal or a man. In today's world, we can see all these things happening, but they are just a foreshadowing of what is yet to come. Man has no idea the bloodshed, the hate, the destruction that is about to come on this earth during the Great Tribulation. Matthew 24, verse 6 through 8 says, Jesus said to his disciples, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Me personally, I believe the time we are now living in, this is 20, uh, 2022, I believe that's the time we are in now, the beginning of sorrows. The time is very short before the Lord calls his church home and the tribulation begins. This is a warning. We see it. We see it in front of our very eyes. We see it in the, on the news. We see it in the newspapers. The wars, rumors of wars, we, uh, all these things are coming to pass. The, the, very, the very scriptures are happening today in front of our very eyes. We are living, we today are living and fulfilling scripture in Revelation. Revelation 6, verse 5 and 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. The black horse is the symbol of famine which is a natural result of war. This is due to the lack of men to till the soil and harvest the crops, not to mention that farmland itself is destroyed by the war. Black is used in other scriptures to depict famine. Lamentations 4, 8 through 10 says, but now they are blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shriveled on their bones it has become dry as a stick. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of famine, wrecked with hunger. They waste away for the lack of food from the field. With their own hands, compassionate women have cooked their own children who became their food when my people were destroyed. There are scriptures that refer to black horses that were sent by God. Zechariah 6, verse 1 through 7. I looked up again, and there before me were four chariots coming out from between two mountains, mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second black, the third white, and the fourth dappled or spotted, all of them powerful. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these, my Lord? 
The angel answered me, These are the four spirits of heaven going out from standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole world. The one with the black horse is going toward the north country, one with the white horses towards the west, and the one with the dapple horse goes forth towards the south. When the powerful horses went out, they were straining to go throughout the earth. And he said, go throughout the earth. So they went throughout the earth. A shortage of food always drives up prices and forces the governments to ration what is available. The balance in the hand of the rider symbolizes the scarcity of food in the end times. Ezekiel 4, 10 through 17 says, Weigh out 20 shackles, less than three quarters of a pound of food, to each day, to eat each day, and eat it at set times. Also, measure out a sixth of a hen, that's approximately one quart of water, and drink it at set times. Eat the food as you would a barley cake. Bake it in the sight of people using human extremen for fuel. The Lord said in this way, the people of Israel will eat defiled food among the nations where I will drive them. Then I said, not so, sovereign Lord. I have never defiled myself. From my youth until now, I have never eaten anything found dead or torn by wild animals. No unclean meat has ever entered my mouth. Very well, he said. I will let you bake your bread over cow manure instead of human extremant. He then said to me, Son of man, I will cut off the supply of food in Jerusalem. The people will eat rationed food in anxiety and drink rationed water in despair, for food and water will be scarce. They will be appalled at the sight of each other and will waste away because of their sin. A measure of wheat is about one quart, and three measures of barley is about one pint. This is a minimum daily sustenance diet, barely enough to keep a person alive. Today, more than half of the world goes to bed hungry every night. At least 10,000 people die of malnutrition every single day. The garbage from one home in the United States would feed a family of six each day in India. The average American dog has a higher protein diet than most of the people of the world. Verse 60, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Oil and wine were considered the rich man's luxuries or food in biblical times. The rich people will not be as affected by the famine as the poor or middle class people. The oil they mention here is the oil that comes from olives. Olives, olive oil, and wine are the main crops of the Middle East. But the rich will be in danger because the poor and the middle class will be starving and they will turn against the rich. Revelation 6 verse 7 and 8. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, 
and the name of him who sat on it was death, and Hades followed with them. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. The Greek word for pale is translated chloros, which means greenish, verdant, or dun-colored. Unlike the other three riders, this rider of the pale horse has a name. His name is Death, and Hades, or Hell, follows him. Hades is the realm of the unsaved dead. One-fourth of the entire Earth's population will be wiped out by these four horsemen. By today's 21st century population, there would be over 1.5 billion, with a B, people. That is six times the population of the United States alone. The power was given to them not by Satan or the Antichrist, as some would think, but by Christ. It is God who gives us life, and it is God who has the right to take it away, nobody else. He is giving the authority to the four horsemen to carry out his wrath upon the earth. They have weapons with them. One, the sword. The sword used here in the Greek language is Rumphalia, which means a saber. It is a long and broad cutlass, unlike the rider of the red horse in Revelation 6.4, who had the machaira, the jagged knife, for sneaking up and slitting throats. There will be nothing secret or hidden about these killings. These killings will be done by the armies of the nations of the world fighting each other. Second, you have hunger. Famine always follows war. People get desperate when they are hungry. They will go to any extreme to get food. Deuteronomy 28, 53-57 says, You shall eat the fruit of your own body and flesh of your sons and your daughters whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you. The man among you who is sensitive and very refined will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of his children whom he leaves behind. so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children, whom he will eat, because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground of her delicateness and sensitivity, will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter, her placenta, which comes out from between her feet, and her children, whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly for lack of all things in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. Yes, you heard right. People will be eating their own children. Women will not only be eating their own children as they come out of the womb, but the placenta as well. The next is pestilence and disease. With hunger and starvation always follows disease, filth, and pestilence, rodents. And fourth is death. Death itself here is used as a weapon. 
the word death is translated thanatu, which means to kill or cause to be put to death. And fifth, the beasts of the earth. The word beast in this verse in Greek is therian and literally means a dangerous animal, venomous, a wild beast, a wild animal as game. Leviticus 26:22 says, I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children, and destroy your cattle, and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. When there is famine, starvation, and pestilence among the people, it also exists among the animals. When an animal gets hungry and or diseased, it becomes rabid and will kill whatever it can for food. People, especially babies and small children, are fair game to a starving animal. Ezekiel 14:21 says, For thus says the Lord God, How much more it shall be when I send my four severe judgments on Jerusalem, the sword and famine and wild beasts and pestilence to cut off man and beast from it. History reveals that there is a very close association between war, famine, disease, and pestilence. 26 million people died as a result of influenza, the flu, and typhoid epidemics after World War I. Today, AIDS is the epidemic taking countless lives. The most destructive, filthy creatures on earth are rats. They are the greatest menace to human health and food supplies. Rats carry about 35 different diseases. The fourth horseman is a culmination of the first four seals all put together. The end result of war, famine, disease, and pestilence all rolled up together equals death. The good point, if you can call it that, is that Hades, hell, is writing with death, which reveals that the one-fourth of the world population being killed are the unsaved. Hades is not for the saved.